Foreclosures are one of the most popular types of distressed real estate properties investors can find and acquire to wholesale flip or rent for cash flow. I'm talking about pre-foreclosures, foreclosures sold at the auction, even bank-owned properties. On this video, not only am I going to break down the different types of foreclosures, but you're also going to learn the foreclosure process and timeline so you know exactly how foreclosures work and how to help sellers during that stressful time. I'm also going to show you four steps to acquire foreclosure properties, and most importantly, be sure to stay to the end of this video because I'm going to show you exactly how to get unlimited pre-foreclosure, auction, and bank-owned property data anywhere in the U.S. for free. But first, if you're new here, my name is Jerry Norton. I make millions of dollars a year wholesaling and flipping houses. And here on my YouTube channel, I show you how to do the same. So if you wanna be a flipping genius like me and live your dream life, subscribe to my channel and watch my videos. When a borrower defaults on a home loan, foreclosure is the legal recourse for the lender to take possession of the property in order to sell it and recover some or all of the amount owed on the loan. Keep in mind, when a borrower defaults on his loan, the lender must follow specific steps in order to properly and legally foreclose. While there is some variation from state to state, there are basically six phases of a foreclosure procedure. Let's briefly discuss each. Phase one is when a borrower misses the first payment. Normally there is a grace period of 15 days to still make a payment on time. After that, the lender will send the borrower a missed payment notice. After two payments are missed, things get more serious and the lender will send what's called a demand letter that basically states the borrower has 30 days to catch up the late payments or legal action will be taken. This first phase from the first missed payment to demand letter is what is often called pre-pre-foreclosure. As an investor, the challenge with pre-pre-foreclosure is there is no recording of any kind yet, so you don't know that the seller has missed a payment. That makes it difficult to find and contact these sellers, and even if you did, it's so early in the foreclosure process that the motivation might not be very high yet. The second phase of the foreclosure process usually happens after 90 to 120 days of missed payments. Now, depending on the state, the lender will send the borrower what's called a list pendens or a notice of default or NOD for short. Now, this notice is recorded and officially starts the pre-foreclosure stage. Since the NOD is recorded, that data now becomes available, and I'll show you how to get unlimited pre-foreclosure data at the end of this video, so keep watching. Once in pre-foreclosure, the lender will typically give the borrower another 90 days or so to settle the payments and the late fees and reinstate the loan. This is referred to as the reinstatement period. Now, this phase is an effective time to contact sellers, but remember to be sensitive to their situation. In fact, don't even mention anything about pre-foreclosure. Treat it like any other distressed seller lead. They'll bring it up if they feel comfortable and trust you. Now I'll give you my word-for-word -word scripts for talking to sellers. To get the free download, just go to freesellerscripts.com. Phase three of the foreclosure process happens if the loan has not been brought current within the 90 days following the notice of default. At that point, the lender will record what's called a notice of trustee in the county where the property is located. At this point, it may seem like all hope is lost for the homeowner, but remember, no matter what state borrowers reside in, they have the right to redeem the property and save their home from foreclosure by paying off the entire mortgage balance plus the fees and costs before the foreclosure sale. Now, this right is called the equitable right of redemption. Now, the obvious problem is that by this phase, the borrower is so far behind that catching up the loan seems nearly impossible. During this time, they could attempt a loan modification or a forbearance to buy more time, but typically by phase three, most sellers become increasingly more motivated to sell their property 
to prevent a foreclosure from occurring. Now we'll discuss buying foreclosures in a minute, so keep watching. If unable to sell the property or redeem it, phase four of the foreclosure process happens when the property is placed for sale at a public foreclosure auction. Now the lender determines the opening bid price based on the amount of the outstanding loan, plus any liens, unpaid taxes, and other costs associated with the property. The highest bidder at the auction is awarded the property. As an investor, buying properties at the foreclosure auction can be a great way to acquire good deals, but there are two challenges to be aware of. First, you have to buy the property without knowing the condition because you can't go inside the home prior to the auction. The second challenge is if you're the high bidder, you have to pay for the purchase immediately upon winning the bid, so you'll need your funding secured ahead of time. Now, for more information on how to successfully buy properties at the foreclosure auction, I did a video that breaks it down in detail. I'll put the link to that video in the description box below and you can check it out later. Also, stay to the end of this video. I'm going to show you how to search and download for free properties scheduled for auction. Now, even though the property may have been sold to an investor at the auction, keep in mind, about half of the states have laws that give homeowners the right to redeem the home for a period of time after the foreclosure sale. This right is called a statutory right of redemption. Now, typically to redeem after a foreclosure sale, the borrower must pay the auction sale price, not the original loan amount, plus interest and other allowable fees to the person or entity that bought the property at the foreclosure sale. Again, post-auction redemption varies from state to state. For example, in the state of Michigan, where I do a lot of deals, if the property is not abandoned and more than two-thirds of the original mortgage is still owed, Redemption is allowed for six months. If less than two-thirds is owed, the redemption period is one year. If the property is abandoned, the redemption period is 30 days. So if you ever buy a foreclosure at the auction, make sure you know the redemption rights in your state. I'll put a link in the description below with a list of all 50 states for you. Now going back to phase four, at the auction, the highest bidder will be provided what's called a trustee's deed. Now, the property is then owned by the purchaser who is entitled to possession contingent on any redemption rights. Now, if no one bids at the property and it's not purchased at the auction, which happens frequently, phase five is when the lender will take back the property. Now, these properties are often referred to as bank-owned or REOs, and the lender will attempt to sell the property for its current market value. Over the years, I've bought hundreds of REO properties, and I did a video sharing 10 tips to buy bank-owned properties. I'll put the link to that video in the description below for you. Now, sometimes the borrower will stay in the home all the way up until it is either sold at the auction or later as an REO property. At that point, if the borrower has not voluntarily vacated the property, phase six is to legally evict the borrower, which could result in the local sheriff physically removing the homeowner and any remaining belongings. As an investor, one thing you need to be aware of is many borrowers who are in default and are behind on their loan payments are unaware of just how severe the consequences are of having a foreclosure on their record. For seven years, their credit is ruined. They can't qualify for a home loan or a car loan. Many rental applications won't accept foreclosures. Even some jobs won't accept applicants with a foreclosure. I did a video that explains the five negative consequences of a foreclosure that every investor should know. I'll put a link to that video in the description and you can watch it later. As a real estate investor, it's important you help them understand what those negative consequences are. By doing so, they will be more open to explore different ways that you can help them avoid foreclosure from happening, which may include them selling you their property. Now, I also want to emphasize that losing your home to foreclosure is a traumatic experience. 
always be sensitive to the homeowner situation and make it your first priority to do what's best for the homeowner. Now, my friend and foreclosure specialist, Carolyn Kane, explains that there are five stages of grief that sellers in foreclosure go through. Stage one is denial. The first reaction many people have when they learn that they might be losing something important to them, their home, is to deny that it's happening. They might think, there must be a mistake, I'm not going to lose my home. Now, once they understand that foreclosure is inevitable, sellers move from denial to stage two, which is usually anger. They blame whoever they can for the situation, including a boss, a business partner, and especially the foreclosing lender. They'll say, those greedy banks are to blame. As a way to try to avoid the cause of the grief entirely, the next stage is to try and bargain their way out of the situation. They'll think, maybe if I tell the bank about my hardship, they'll let me keep the house. Now, once bargaining doesn't work, many sellers move to stage four, which is depression. They become saddened by the reality of their situation. They'll say, I have so many good memories in this house. And finally, stage five, usually right before the auction, is acceptance. Reality sets in and they begin to look for a solution. They think, this is really happening. I wonder if there's something I can do to prevent the foreclosure from happening. No matter what stage the seller is in, you can help to provide a solution and guide them through this difficult time. Once they've accepted their situation, the next best move is for them to speak with a knowledgeable professional with experience to help them, which may include them selling their home to avoid foreclosure. If that's the case, remember, the best real estate deals are when both parties benefit. Honestly, helping homeowners in foreclosure is one of the most rewarding types of distressed sellers to help because saving a homeowner from foreclosure prevents drastic consequences in their lives. Okay, now that you have a solid understanding of the foreclosure timeline and the process and the stages of grief, let's discuss four steps to buying foreclosure properties. But first, quick disclaimer. It's your responsibility to find out the laws in your state regarding pre-foreclosures and what you can and can't do as an investor. For example, in Maryland, it's illegal to contact pre-foreclosure sellers. Okay, the very first thing you need to do with a motivated pre-foreclosure seller is find out when the auction is so that you can act accordingly. Ideally, you'll be able to help the seller early on in the pre-foreclosure stage, but the reality is it's very common for pre-foreclosure sellers to wait until the 11th hour to finally deal with their situation and look for an investor. For example, you may acquire a pre-foreclosure lead as soon as the list pendants or the notice of default is filed and call or send a direct mail letter, but then the seller ignores it. This is because they're also getting calls from the bank and probably other bill collectors, and they just stop responding to everyone and do what I call the ostrich effect, which is to put their head in the sand and hope it goes away. Remember the different stages of grief. Then right before the auction, once acceptance sets in, they call you. I once received a call from a pre-foreclosure seller three days before the auction. That was a tricky one to pull off. Step two is to find out what's owed on the loan, including the exact amount owed to the bank to bring the loan current before the auction and stop the foreclosure. You could request a current bank statement from the seller, but even better is to have the seller request a payoff letter from the bank. This is common for banks and easy to get. It won't just be the principal and interest payments that need caught up, but also property taxes and fees and penalties. Finding this out is critical because you need to know if there's enough equity to put a deal together. The third step is to decide the best deal structure with the seller, but no matter what route you decide, cash will be required to catch up all the back payments and penalties. Option one, of course, is in addition to paying cash to catch up all the back payments and penalties, if enough equity, you could also pay cash to buy the property outright directly from the seller. Now, depending on how much time you have before the auction, 
you could obtain a hard money or private money loan to buy the property. But cash isn't the only option. Option two is to use a creative financing strategy called Subject 2, where you take over the property subject to the existing loan. Basically, you control the property and you start making the monthly payments on the loan. And if and when you sell or refinance the property later, you pay off that existing loan. To learn more about how to structure Subject 2, watch a live call where I buy a house Subject 2 and explain the process to the seller. I'll put the link to that video in the description below. Once you've decided the best way to structure the deal, step four is to decide on your exit. Are you gonna wholesale the deal to another investor? Are you gonna close on it and do a fix and flip? Or are you gonna close on it, keep it for a long-term rental for cash flow? Now, I'm glad you stayed to the end of this video because I wanna to talk to you about how to get pre-foreclosure leads, auction leads, and even REOs using a revolutionary new software called PropWire. Now, if you've never heard of PropWire, it's the nation's largest database of distressed seller leads, including pre-foreclosure auction and REO properties. And it's absolutely free to search and download as many leads as you want. To check it out, just go to joinpropwire.com. Now, first, let me show you how to search for pre-foreclosures. Step one is to enter a search location. With PropWire, you can search by city, state, county, or zip code. To get enough search results for pre-foreclosures, REOs, or auctions, you should enter a city or county, depending on the population. Okay, step two is to click the More tab to open more advanced search filters. Then click the Foreclosure Filter category to open all foreclosure filters. Step three is to search pre-foreclosures by recording date, which is the date they officially became a pre-foreclosure. For example, if you want to search for pre-foreclosures in the past three months, enter a start date of three months ago. Keep in mind, PropWire will automatically set today's date as the end date. Click Save and Close to run the search. After you save your search, step four is to review your results. On the left, you'll see a dashboard map with properties marked as dots, and on the right, you'll see a list of properties with information. You can click on individual properties to see property details, including mortgage and tax info, foreclosure details, owner info, comps, history, and neighborhood data. You can select properties individually by checking the box on each property, or you can click the drop-down arrow to select the page of 250 or select all the results. Once you select properties, it puts them in what we call the tray. So step six is to open the tray. Click the green button with the property selected to open the property tray. On the property tray, step seven is to either skip trace the list at 10 cents per match to get the phone numbers, or you can just download only the list for free as a CSV file. You can also save to a list that you can manage on your list dashboard. Just click the appropriate button and follow the instructions to get your list. To search for REOs and auctions, it's the same process as pre-foreclosures, but you will select an auction date or REO date. For auctions, you should select today's date as the first date and a date in the future as the second date to find properties that haven't gone to auction yet but are coming up. For REOs, select the date range you want from the drop-down menu. Okay, one final tip. Using date ranges under more filters is a powerful way to narrow your foreclosure search. But if you want to see all pre-foreclosures, REOs, or auctions in your area, you can do that too. Just select the lead type you want from the lead types drop-down, and that's it. Okay, now I know I covered a lot in this video, but don't worry, I created a done-for-you foreclosure guide with step-by-step -step instructions on how to become a pro at foreclosures. 
This guide even has propware tutorials with screen caps to help you set up your searches. And I'll give you this guide for free. I'll put the download link in the description box below for you. Finally, once you get a motivated seller who needs to sell their pre-foreclosure property, the next step is to execute a written contract. So watch this next video where I do a step-by-step -step breakdown on how to fill out that contract and even how to get the best contract on the planet for free. So watch that video now. And remember, it's not about the money. It's about having the time and freedom to be, do, have, and give everything God has in store for you. That's what it's all about. And I'll see you on the next video.